Hello, we're the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and each week I'll be joined by one of my fellow pros to pick apart various PR and marketing topics, demystify the jargon, and give you some practical tips that you can apply to your own business. Occasionally, we'll be bringing on some special guests for bonus episodes. You can find all the latest episodes and keep in touch with us at adpr.co.uk or find us on all the socials. You can find the handles in our bio. So grab your cuppa and join us and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss the latest episodes. Welcome to the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and today I'm joined by Libby. Hello, Hello. Libby. Hi. And we're going to be discussing um, newsletters and creating the ultimate newsletter. So what we'll be doing today is giving you a bit of a step-by-step guide into how to create that ultimate newsletter that people will actually read so actually open (laughs) in their inbox um in a few very easy steps so Libby shall we start with um as we always do kind of go straight back to basics and then kind of explain what a newsletter is and why why businesses should consider having one yeah so um a newsletter is essentially an email and it's something that you will send out as a business to your readers or your fans and customers um who who currently subscribe to your list and you'll be sending them some content and that should hopefully be um, a collection of your most interesting content um announcements and it might be promotions as well um so they're really useful for keeping your audience in the know about what you're doing and also for supporting um, general marketing tactics, you know, gaining traffic to your website, etc. And yeah, really, they're great for any kind of business, no matter whether you're a small business or a large business, you can always benefit from creating a newsletter. Um, And also, it's a really cost effective way to stay in touch with your Mm -hmm. customers um, and website visitors or potential customers. Yeah, that's it. Very cost effective. And you can do lots of direct links to discounts and offers and get them over to your website mm-hmm. and and as you say um generate the business that you need so I think people listening are probably already if they've clicked and they're listening and they're going to say I'm going to learn about how to create the ultimate newsletter they're already halfway there aren't they they mm-hmm. know they want to do it but where should they start they've got a blank page mm-hmm. where should they start so the first thing you want to think about doing is evaluating whether or not you actually need an email newsletter. Um, So do a little bit of research. Um, The best place to start is really just having a look at some of your um, maybe competitors or other businesses that operate within the same industry as you. Um, Signing up to their newsletter and then reviewing it and then reviewing those um you know have a look um what's in them um and what what what, what kind of content do you think works um and that's a, that's a good place to do so a little bit of an audit on what mm-hmm. what other people do and that can really vary across the industries as well can't it mm-hmm. it's it's very much you know you can always notice that the style and content in I don't know, something in the beauty industry is going to be very different to something that's in the insurance industry. So it's good to get a good feel, isn't it, of what of what the industry likes and what customers like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, because, you know, if your industry, you know, isn't really interested in um, receiving email newsletters, 
<clears throat> or if your girls don't line up with uh, what a newsletter could accomplish, then your time is probably better spent creating something else, um, like a lead nurturing email or um, content for your blog, which we will talk about in another yes. another podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if that sounds like complete gobbledygook, we will, <laughs> there will be another episode on, on both of those different topics. But it's very, um, and it's a very important point there because don't have a newsletter for the sake of having one just mm. because you think everybody has one and you have to have one. It really has to line up with your objectives and what you think you can get out of it and if it's worth the time that you put into it because it is somebody's time, isn't it? Time is very valuable yes. um, and you need to make sure that you have that time to be putting into a newsletter. So that's sort of step one, isn't it? Um, do your research first and evaluate whether you need a newsletter. Um and then so step step two, what should they be doing next? Yeah, so the second thing is either you obviously want, if you're starting out from completely from scratch, you're going to be wanting to build out your newsletter database, um, but you might already have a database. And if you do, it's worth considering um, reviewing that and perhaps um, identifying the different audiences within that and splitting them out into different groups. Um, for example, if you've got suppliers partners and customers and staff all on the same um you know newsletter list they're not going to want to receive the same kind of content mm. so you've got to make sure that they've got their own list so that you can send them tailored and bespoke content that's right for them so that's something to consider if you um, already have a newsletter and again if you're creating one from scratch just to make sure that you've got sort of different um pots that those people are sort of feeding into subscribing to so that you um you're ready and set from the go mm-hmm. and i think um an imp- in another point on that in terms of your database, I mean, hopefully as you're listening to this, you probably already have a customer database and already have some um, contact emails for people um, you want to sign up to your newsletter or you want to send the newsletter to. Um, but um, we would never recommend, there will always be companies out there that will try to sell you ready-made lists of certain mm. industries. And um, there's a whole host of slight legal complications around that anyway and ethical complications but they generally then they're they're never good quality they're never as good as building up organically your list yourself so um it's always good to start with and it doesn't matter how small that list is does it just grow it organically and make sure that the other activity you have going on you're always asking people for people's email address and say sign up to our newsletter and you can get you know exclusive offers or Mm -hmm. information before anybody else but just as an aside we we would say to steer clear from those companies that try to sell you expensive (laughs) ready-made ready-made industry lists that um don't tend to do yeah. the job. Yeah, as you say, it's better to have one person on your newsletter database that opens and reads your email than thousand that don't. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so once, once you've um, you know ha- have a list or working on your list, you want to have start having to think about um, what's your kind of content strategy um, for each newsletter um, and how frequently you're going to be sending them out, which will depend on your industry, your business, and your your the needs of the people that you're sending it to. Really, so that that will depend on that. Um, but in terms of 
um, what should go in the newsletter, we would generally suggest that you keep it very specific to one topic. Um, so instead of, you know, it being really general about your company, um, maybe it's dedicated to one specific um, topic, product, or, um, you know, for example, um, we might send a newsletter out and the topic might be content creation and then all of the mm-hmm. resources within the email will be around content creation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another tip as well is just to make sure that you're balancing your newsletter with content that's um, 90, we'd say about 90% inspirational or educational um, and then 10% promotional because no one likes being sold at the hard sell all the time mm-hmm. in their inbox. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that kind of leads us on, doesn't it, to that next step, which is creating the content how you know yeah where do you where do you start what do you, how do you create that content and um you know what what should it look like yeah no so definitely so in terms of what it should look like i think um top tips for an email newsletter is to keep it quite um minimal don't try and over complicate it um Make sure that the coffee, coffee, (laughs) (laughs) oh, someone's (laughs) wanting. I'll take the hint. I'll put the kettle on in a minute. (laughs) Yeah, the the copy is um has got enough white space in between in the design, so it's really easy to read and read Mm -hmm. quickly. Because we'll probably um go on a bit about it in a second, but um. You know, people are always um, looking. Well, most people consume information on their mobiles now mm. these days. Um, so you want you don't want to sort of make it too complicated and lots of pictures and things like that because it's just difficult to read and it takes a long time to load and people just don't mm-hmm. don't like that. So that's something to consider. And usually, um, whether you know if you're creating it on Mailchimp or some similar um, platform, they'll have an option where you can see what it will look like on a mobile phone as well. So mm-hmm. definitely worth looking at that we would usually as well and for our again for our own adpr newsletter as as an example there is we kind of keep things very almost in tiles don't we it's very simple Mm -hmm. very picture led with some nice headers or subheaders um around our specific topic that we've chosen for that um for that week and we do send ours weekly Mm -hmm. because that works for us and for our industry but for others it might be that it's fortnightly or monthly and then we for for content that we want to expand on there's a link it links through doesn't it and Mm -hmm. then it links through to blogs or services or whatever it is so that we're not trying to squeeze it all into Mm -hmm. a newsletter it takes you off to the relevant area so your newsletter can look nice and clean really appealing but you've still got the information you need in there when people click yeah. through. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And um, another important thing to think about is the email subject line, because essentially that would, you know, that's the first chance you have to grab the reader's attention. And, do you know, once they see that, they're going to think, do I want to open this email or not? So you've got to make sure that that's good. Um, <clears throat> we would suggest doing, you know, get creative with your email subject lines. Um, again, I suppose the best thing to do is just think about all the emails that you receive yourself and which which ones you open and what what makes you open them. Um, you know, quite quite often we see people tend to put their email subject line as, um, you know, our weekly newsletter or something mm. like that. That's quite boring and <laughs> no, it doesn't really yeah. spark joy when no. you see that. So, you know, quite 
an easy place to start to think about, you know, what's your content about? What's, you know, can can you ask a question or do something mm. engaging there? So that have, have a think about what um, your subject line will be because that's quite important. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we do the same there for, and again, not to take it on too much of a tangent, but well, there's another episode, you could listen to that, and that's media <laughs> relations, but um, it's, it's the same in terms of how we get journalists to open an email. Mm-hmm. You need a really nice, engaging subject line otherwise you're going to get mass deleted (laughs) (laughs) um and then think about what your call to action will be within the email so um as we've said you'll probably have various different pieces of content within the email that link out to various blogs or pages Mm -hmm. on your website or product um but we would suggest having one main call to action what what do you want people to do after consuming that that content is it sort of it maybe if you're a b2b brand and you've got a lead magnet or something like that that you want people to sign up to um then that should sort of be your key Mm-hmm. call to action um so think about what the wider what is the one thing that you want that person to do after they've read the email and that should be sort of your focus for the for the whole email make sure that that call to action is very clear and big um and everything drives drives yeah. the reader to that and you've got to keep revisiting that don't you because it's quite it's very easy to get caught up in just creating content and stuff that you think is really fun and interesting and actually forgetting that you know, there is a reason you've got a newsletter. There's, you know, it's supposed to be dry. It's supposed to be doing something. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be reaching an objective of some sort. So you need that call to action. And it's, it can be easy to let that slip, can't it? I think we see yeah. people do that, see businesses do that, where you can read their newsletters and you can see they've lost that call to action. So actually people aren't doing anything aren't they they might be reading the newsletter but then they're not actually taking Mm. them anywhere or yeah or getting anything out of it so yeah yeah always revisit it so every Mm -hmm. every newsletter and when you've got your plans is just make sure you know what that call to action is yeah yeah no definitely and then the next thing um probably quite obvious but make sure that your content that you're delivering to people is valuable to them um you know no one wants to receive um an email with a bunch of as (laughs) speak today (laughs) advertisements (laughs) that's why we just say ads yeah just say ads ads. um so yeah so include gems of wisdom tips um, and helpful blogs so that the reader feels that they're actually learning or gaining something. Mm-hmm. Um, and this will, that will make the subscription feel much more valuable to them. Mm, and that comes back to that 90% mm-hmm. educational, doesn't it? And inspirational and 10% promotional. Yeah. Of course, it's important to promote your business and what you do. But really, people sign up for things um you know, because they're, they've got a problem they need to solve or, yeah, they're really interested in a particular subject. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's important to keep that to keep that going. And I think um, in terms of content, again, using just our, our own as an example, but we, you know, we plan, don't we? We mm-hmm. plan, we know, um, as we mentioned before, our own newsletter is weekly and we know for a few months what each of those newsletters subjects are going to be, what the blogs are going to be that is going to link to, what, you know, what services we're going to be promoting of our own. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you need that planning, don't you? It's 
it, it's important rather than sort of scrabbling around all the time and like, oh, we need to populate the newsletter, yeah. you know, and just filling it with bump that yeah. isn't really needed. You need to make sure um, it is structured and it's strategic and part mm-hmm. of your wider communications strategy. So whether you've got events that you're doing or it's a particular time of year where you know that sales are really important, just make sure you're planning in advance so you're not scrambling around and then mm-hmm. finding that actually your content isn't hitting the mark. Yeah. Yeah. Because as you say, if you're scrabbling around to find something, then the chances are they probably don't want to read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No offense, but they're probably not going to read it. Um, so it is, you know, it is important to do that, to do that planning. And we do, as we say, um, we do have content plans that we use just to make sure that we're we're on board. So we know what we're doing mm-hmm. with the months the months coming up. So content, so they've you know, you know what you're gonna do, you've got your content plan, you know what your newsletter's gonna look like, look swish, lovely, ready to go. What's what is another this seems like a bit of a boring step, doesn't mm. it? But it's an important step. Yeah, it's a very important step. So you should always, always test your emails. So most platforms have a um, an option to do this if not just send it to yourself because it's so important just to check that everything is working um and that the links are working that's probably the biggest one people that you know there's often quite a lot of links in an email whether it's to the blogs or the social mm-hmm. channels or whatever and it can be quite a boring long job to just go through and check every single link but it's so important it should it gets done because when you don't it's always always the way that something doesn't work properly Mm. and it is really embarrassing when a link doesn't work or a design aspect looks wonky so always test your emails um it's just goes the same proofreading any work that you would put anywhere you would always proofread once or twice Mm -hmm. so yeah i would recommend testing it once and then testing it again and every time you make a change test it again until you've got it right and because and I mean, people, I mean, I hold my hand up and say me included, but if a link doesn't work, if you're, you know, people are busy. And as we said, people get lots of newsletters from all sorts of different things they've signed up to. And if a link isn't working straight away, quite often you've lost someone, mm-hmm. that's it. Then, you know, they're like, oh, can't, you know, I'm not going to google it myself i'm not gonna gonna go through the effort of you know clicking my fingers and thumbs a little bit to find it you you know you're likely to lose them um and if that happens a lot with your newsletters then they'll unsubscribe completely so yeah yeah it's a it's a boring but very important yeah really yeah Yeah. (laughs) i shouldn't call it boring is it it's like uh it's it's (laughs) quality control yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and so our we've got kind of a a final step but again um very important mm-hmm. to do so it's our sort of step four um and that's measurement isn't it mm-hmm. and how important you know it's very very important to keep track of how it's doing and you know so you can make improvements so um yeah certainly yeah so most platforms come with a some kind of reporting functionality after sending your newsletter so you will be able to access some kind of statistics that let you measure the performance of your newsletter so we would say the key things to look out for are open rates click-through rates and unsubscribe rates so 
they kind of say what they say on the tin, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you can use those statistics to help you create an even better newsletter that will generate more conversions in the future. Um, For example, you might want to look at whether a a particular subject line or header encourages more open rates and then you can, you know, going forwards, create similar ones. Um, Or you might discover that a certain design um, aspect drives more click-throughs than maybe some text-based links or something like that. That's all really good stuff to know because you can incorporate into your design going forwards. Um, Or you might find that a certain topic leads to a lot of unsubscribes so then you would avoid sending out mm-hmm. email assistance on, on that topic okay. and a question we get asked a lot immediately as soon as we start speaking to businesses um about newsletters is uh, what is the best day what is the best day and what is the best time to send it mm. and really particularly it, it just varies doesn't it? it varies across industry it's totally different depending on who you're talking to mm-hmm. as to when they when they sit and open their newsletters like if it's a consumer mm-hmm. newsletter you know maybe they don't open them when they're at work and maybe there's a you know maybe it's lunchtime and maybe mm-hmm. it's a friday lunchtime but if it's you know as you said suppliers then maybe it's a monday morning when they mm-hmm. like to sit and look through what what's yeah. going on in their industry so that is also the importance of measurement isn't it it's looking and seeing actually what day of the week is best, what time is best. Mm -hmm. And as we've already touched upon, the frequency as well, you'll soon start to see that, um, as we did for our own own newsletter, used to be monthly, didn't it? I was going to say way back, (laughs) way back in the day. Um, But actually we found that when we were sending our weekly updates, that was more effective Mm -hmm. and people engaged with it more. So we dropped the monthly newsletter and made our weekly updates Mm -hmm. our weekly newsletter and it's worked really really well for us um and i think that's that's purely down to us keeping an eye on the stats Mm -hmm. isn't it and having a look to see to see what they're doing yeah and then tweaking things to make it better yeah and things will change and people will like to consume things in a different way as time goes on. So, yeah, as I say, it's also so important to do it or const- continuously do it, isn't that? Yeah, mm. absolutely. And then another thing um, that's quite, quite you know, a useful tip is just, you know, actually just engage with your audience and ask for feedback, start a conversation, you know, ask questions, find out if they found your newsletter interesting um, or what what do they want to know from you? What do they want to hear from you? Because you'll be surprised at kind of maybe what feedback you get back or who gets back in touch with you. Um, So, yeah, that's definitely something to consider as well, Mm -hmm. just to sort of ask for that feedback. Yeah, and it's and it makes them feel very valuable, doesn't it? It makes your subscribers feel yeah. um, very valued as a customer. Um and yeah, they get some sort of control over the content they're consuming in a in a certain way. Um so I mean, um that's as we say the I suppose our final step mm-hmm. in terms of what you should be doing with your newsletters. Um but we've got a few I suppose top Top tips yeah. to, to round <laughs> off um, in terms of following best practice and what we've learned from our experience um, creating and delivering newsletters, not just for ourselves, but for, for clients too. Um, so Libby, far, far away, give us, give us some of your top tips. <laughs> yeah, of course. So I think we touched on this already, but, you know, just be aware of what 
the laws are around communicating with subscribers um, and be very aware of data protection leg- legislation, particularly GDPR. That's a really important mm-hmm. one. Won't go into detail on it, but you can um, do a good old Google on GDPR. I'm sure you've heard of it. And um, make sure you're following the guidelines. Maybe a subject for another time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then um, another thing would be when you capture email addresses, make it clear on any sign-up forms and landing pages that people are subscribing to your mailing list. Um, Include a privacy policy on your website, ideally um, a link beside any sign-up forms, um, and then don't try to spam your audience um, Mm -hmm. or over-communicate, you know, ensure... And ensure that you never sort of contact anyone as well that hasn't actually signed up to your newsletter because that's not allowed. (laughs) No. 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 (laughs) And that's it. And as you say, and it's, it's, that's where we've talked about as well, the buying in the lists. You want to, although those people might be selling you lists that they say are um, all fall within the right regulations, um, those people on those lists haven't directly signed up to your newsletter. Mm. So you're going to get, you know, you could find yourself in hot water, but also you're going to just get a whole load of unsubscribes. <laughs> yes. Which, you know, if I find myself on the end of a newsletter that I haven't subscribed to, I, you know, it's an automatic unsubscribe for me. Yeah, so. yeah definitely. <laughs> and then another one thing would be to make, it sounds um, like, you know, shouldn't be saying it really but make sure it's easy for people to unsubscribe because you know you you might not want people to unsubscribe but if they're thinking about unsubscribing and are going to do it they're going to do it anyway and if you're making it really difficult for them by hiding unsubscribe somewhere it's just going to make them really angry (laughs) (laughs) so just make sure there's a it's quite clear that this is where people can click to unsubscribe Mm -hmm. from your newsletter yeah um and yeah, I think that's kind of it. Another uh, t- top tip actually is is um, which we find quite well, and it will depend on your business. But um, as a B two B business, we quite like to sign off our emails personally um, by the people that have written them, um, which we find is quite engaging with our mm. with our readers because it just adds that personal um, touch to the to the email itself. As yeah, well. yeah. No, that's a good that, and that again, yeah, that's a good tip because that's worked well for us, hasn't it, for, mm-hmm. for our own. Um, well, thank you, Libby. That was that was good. We've got um, we've gone through our sort of step, our top four steps to create the ultimate newsletter and um, create a newsletter that people want to read and will subscribe to and will um, engage with you. And obviously, uh, hopefully, you've got that nice clear call to action. They click through and you, you're hitting all your objectives. So um, we hope you've enjoyed listening. Um, again, if you have any questions, we're, we're always here. We'd we love to hear from you. Um, you can visit our website at adpr.co.uk. Oh, you could even subscribe to our <laughs> newsletter, <laughs> um, which, which, as you know, is weekly, um, which has lots of details of um, and lots of different um, top tips. We include a lot of the stuff from our podcast and from our, our blogs too. Um, so please do sign up and also um, check us out on social. Um, and finally, and then I'll go, is <laughs> if, if there's any particular topic 
we haven't covered yet on the podcast and you'd be really interested to know more about please do just drop us a line and um, again you can do that via the website um and then we'll see what we can do we'd love to help as much as we can so until next time we'll see you then bye bye